Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis. Here for one more hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern, as we do each and every weekday. The show is live, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. If you can't listen live, you can always check it out on demand anytime you want. Go to podcasts, search for full-time fantasy, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ronis, on the gram, at Aaron 88 and uh, I'll be headed to Barcelona and Ibiza tonight. So if you have any suggestions, if you've been there, where I should hit up, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Adam Ronis. And you can find all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. We got the fantasy baseball closer report and bullpen depth chart and updates from Sean Childs, who will join me in the next segment at 3.20 p.m. Eastern. He also has uh, his continued expanded team outlooks. This, a look at the New York Giants as the AFC teams are all complete. Now going into the NFC East, uh, Dr. Otto taking a look at the training camp question marks. And, of course, we got DFS coverage as well, NASCAR DFS, uh, as well as golf DFS, and, of course, baseball with optimizers, Slack chat, leading up to lineup lock, and optimizers as well. So you can get all of that. And, of course, our uh, we already got the Fantasy Football Draft Kit underway. We'll have our preseason pro picks, sleepers, bust a ton of content. So now is the time to join us at FullTimeFantasy.com. Become a member today. And, of course, if you have any specific questions, you'll get an answer uh, personalized for your team. Obviously, everyone has their own unique situation. And whether you need a waiver wire pickup, trade advice, analysis, we are here to answer uh, all you got to do is go to the message boards and the forums and ask your questions, and uh, they will be answered. But uh, uh, obviously, I, I'll be away for a little bit, so if they're addressed to me, uh, it might take a while to get back. I'll be on vacation, man, so not much need a break. Uh, also, you can start drafting now. Uh, PlayFFWC.com. We got an online championship draft tonight. At 10 p.m. Eastern, eight spots to go, 90-second clock. So you want to hop in this, uh, the online championship, $50,000 grand prize. League prize is anywhere from $1,800 to $2,494 given out. So uh, you can see all the details when you sign up. Uh, Definitely a fun contest last year. I was a part of it. See, my guy Phil is already in this. He was in the beat out of Ronis League last year out in Vegas. So uh, you can sign up now, play ffwc.com. Got also a starter slow best ball draft, seven spots left in that one, four-hour clock, 24 rounds. Once it fills, it will take off. There's a new Dynasty startup draft, 10 spots left in that one, six-hour clock. So 
There's drafts that you can do all in one sitting. There's drafts you can do with a slow clock, two-hour clock, four-hour clock, six-hour clock. It all varies. Everyone has different tastes, so you can uh, find what suits you best and hop in now, play FFWC.com. Let's take a look at some of the baseball news going on right now. Joey Votto removed from today's game against the Indians due to mid-back stiffness. And just when Votto was showing some signs, he actually hit a home run today. But after grounding out in the third inning, he was pinch hit for it in the top of the fifth. So uh, Votto removed from the game with some back stiffness. So we'll see if he has to miss some time. This is what happens, though, when you get a little bit older. People were excited John Duplantier, we've been waiting for him to get into the rotation. Uh, I think he had a two-start week this week. He was picked up in a lot of leagues if he was available. He was placed on the 10-day injury list with right shoulder inflammation. So he wasn't good in Philadelphia yesterday. Uh, the velocity was down a little bit, and this explains it. So we don't know how long he is going to be out for, but definitely a tough break for him and his fantasy owners. Steve Ciszek, who really lost a lot of his fantasy value. I've actually been holding on to him in a league or two because obviously Craig Kimbrell is not back yet. Pedro Strope certainly seems to be the closer for now. But I figured, you know, maybe if there's two days in a row that Strope goes and he just came off an injury, maybe they go to Ciszek. So I'm hoping he maybe picks up a cheap save or two over the next week. But uh, he was hit by uh, a ball during pregame warm-ups, and uh, he was uh, taken off the field. He couldn't leave under his own power. The report is that he has a bruise in the inside of his right knee. Uh, so it looks like it's not too bad. But he was probably dropped in a lot of leagues, and I can't blame people for doing it, especially in 12. The leagues I've held on to more 15-team leagues, where especially I don't really have any closers, or I might have one. So, for example, in Towers, I got Roberto Osuna, Blake Parker, and Steve Ciszek. So I've held on to Ciszek. He's on the bench this week. Uh, the, the one thing with the drops and towers is when you drop someone, whoever you add automatically goes into your starting lineup. And there are weeks where I want to add someone, but I don't want to put them in my starting lineup either because I want to stash them or because I feel like I have better options that week and I don't want to make a decision. So it, it does change the strategy for the way that you alter things. Uh, the Marlins officially placed the Urena on the injured list with a lower back strain. So the Marlins were the one team that – uh, as of like a few days ago, we're the only team to use five pitchers the entire year. And then Caleb Smith goes down and now Urena goes down. So Jordan Yama, Yamamoto will uh, be called up to start tonight. And uh, he was pitching at double A and he had a three, five, eight ERA, a 1.19 whip, 64 strikeouts, 25 walks and 65 in a third innings over 12 starts this year. So uh, he will get the start tonight against the Cardinals. Uh, for the Marlins. Uh, it looks like Brian Johnson could start for the Red Sox on Sunday. Uh, he was activated from the injured list. We'll see if they need him in relief over the weekend. And uh, Stephen Wright uh, is on that PED suspension. Uh, he's first eligible to return June 24th. So uh, probably using him out of the bullpen. I think that's the plan. Willie Calhoun is going to begin a rehab assignment tomorrow at triple a so that means he could be back with the rangers early next week and very interested to see what they do with calhoun you got to think that he's gonna play uh he was actually hitting well before he went down he was one of the big pickups during that big fab week 
and he was 10 for 23 with two home runs, seven RBIs in six games, and then hurt his left quad. So uh, I would think he gets some playing time there for the Rangers uh, since he was performing very well. Hunter Dozier, there was some hope that he would be back today, but he's not in the lineup, so we'll see if he is back either tomorrow or do they wait to the weekend. Uh, Dozier obviously was playing very well before he went down with the chest injury, and kind of kind of sucks that uh, I you know I put in a bunch of bids for third baseman in the league. I didn't get any of them, so I had to leave Dozier in the lineup for a week after having him in last week because the injury occurred after lineup lock. So one of those tough things. Uh, big news today on Mike Clevenger. He is going to return for the Indians on Monday, and people have been waiting for him for a long time. Remember, he opened the season with 12 scoreless innings and 22 strikeouts over two starts. And, you know, one of my bold predictions before the year was Clevenger would have a better fantasy season than Corey Kluber. Obviously, both guys have been hurt, uh, but Clevenger was just dominating early on. And I expected him to, you know, be close to what he did last year, 200-inning guy, a lot of strikeouts, but had this back injury that sidelined him now for about two months. He made a, a rehab start last week at AAA, and he allowed four runs in two innings. But yesterday, he went five and a third scoreless innings with five strikeouts at AA. So uh, the Indians will get him back in, and that is just big news for fantasy owners who have been waiting for Clevenger. And I have him in four leagues. So it's definitely going to be nice to get him into the lineup next week with a uh, likely two-star week. We haven't seen how many games the Indians play, but usually if someone is pitching on Monday, they're going to have a two-star week unless it's a five-game week. And uh, even the Indians might even skip a fifth starter at this point. Uh, the A's had a couple of prospects make their minor league rehab season debut yesterday. Jesus Lazardo, three scoreless innings at high A Stockton. He allowed two hits, no walks, and two strikeouts through 33 pitches. And, you know, there was a lot of excitement for Lazardo in the spring. It, he was going to open the ro- season in the rotation. He's one of the top young arms in the minor leagues. And, I did grab Lozardo in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Also, I have Clevenger in that league, as well as Aaron Judge. So, you know, been staying afloat uh, right around fifth, sixth place. I was in first place for a good portion, and then all of a sudden uh, things dropped. But, you know, getting a guy like Clevenger back uh, and getting potentially a Lozardo in a few weeks, and, you know, there's still some risk. You know, there was a lot of times that I debated dropping him. But I have held on, weathered the storm here, and uh, you know could be back in two, three weeks. Obviously, they'll take it easy with him, but he's definitely a dynamic arm. And we see the A's tend to make these big runs in the second half, so he would be a big boost. A.J. Puck also pitched one run over two innings. He gave up a home run, uh, struck out eight, and they said he was reportedly touching 98-99. So uh, he's another guy to keep an eye on. They might be using him out of the bullpen, but we'll see. That could change. Of course, big news from last night is Corey Seager will miss several weeks, probably four to six. He hurt his hamstring yesterday. They're reportedly saying it's a grade two hamstring strain. So that's looking at at least a month. And I was watching the game, and right as he approached third base, he was grabbing his left hamstring. And you knew it wasn't good right away. They took him out. And actually, the run would have scored if he was healthy. Um it didn't, and then Hansel Robles was able to get out of the inning. Actually, a five-out save for Hansel Robles, who 
a lot of people doubted whether he was going to be the closer. I talked about this right around where he got the job, and I wrote about it too. You know, everyone wanted Ty Butchery to be the closer. And, you know, one thing that you have to do in fantasy is learn lessons. And you can go back and, and search for that article. And I basically said at the time, all the signs were pointing to Hansel Robles, the way they were using Robles and Butchery, even before Cody Allen went on the injured list, when Cody Allen was struggling, you could see that all the signs pointed to Robles, yet everyone wanted Ty Butchery. It's because we saw what Butchery did last year. He showed that he can close games, but obviously the Angels had different thoughts in using Butchery more in a multiple inning role. He did it again yesterday. He got into some trouble in the eighth. They brought in Robles. He got the last two outs of the eighth. So, you know, that's the one thing. We all can sit here, and 98% of us can say, this is the guy, he's the better pitcher. It doesn't matter. It's what the manager decides. And now Robles, as I said at that time, could easily lose the job. And it could be Butchery. It hasn't happened yet. Robles continues to pitch well. There have been some times where it's a little dicey, but I was able to get Robles in a couple leagues. I wish I had gotten him a more and been a little bit more aggressive. But... You know, that week, I remember almost every bid for Butchery was way higher than Robles, and Robles has been the guy. So is Butchery the better pitcher? Yes, but that doesn't mean the manager's going to put him in the spot to close. So just keep that in mind. But, you know, Seager's a player that, you know, I avoided this year. It's not even the injuries, even though he has been banged up. I, I just, look, he's a good hitter, but I've said it repeatedly. There was so much depth at the middle infield position this year. Like, why am I going to take Seager in round, you know, six, seven? Like, I didn't see anything special about him. You know, decent average. Uh, maybe he has a 35 homer season in him. I don't see it. I know he's 25. And, you know, you look at the numbers this year, they were not bad. 278, 359 OBP, 468 slugging, 40 runs, 8 homers, 38 RBIs, 1 stolen base. So, not much speed, not big power. The counting stats are definitely going to be good in that Dodgers lineup, as we've seen. Um and, you know, 278 average is good, but it's not elite. I mean, if he was hitting 310, 320, it'd be different. But I don't know. I just I think he's a good player. I just think for fantasy, he's kind of overrated uh, for now, especially on his draft costs. I mean, how many shortstops are we getting that, that went way later that are with better numbers? I know we could do with this a lot of players, but I just thought he was overvalued. Again, not a bad player. Probably better in real life than fantasy, but we just haven't seen – an elite fantasy season from him yet. And he's 25, so maybe there's more. But I just thought he was overpriced. But he was really starting to turn it on. He was playing better. This is considered using him in DFS at times. But he's going to miss a, a, a good bulk of time here uh, for the Dodgers. So that'll open it up. Chris Taylor will get some more playing time. Enrique Hernandez, maybe David Freeze works in there a little bit more as well. So, you know, the Dodgers have a lot of depth and versatility to that lineup. So they'll be fine. But it's a tough break for... Seager owners because he was really beginning to come on. Jose Altuve is close to beginning a minor league rehab assignment. Uh, same thing with George Springer. He's on track to begin a minor league rehab assignment this weekend. So that's another team just like the Yankees been hit hard with injuries more so recently. And they've been able to overcome that. Joey Gallo took swings off a tee on Tuesday. He's also on the way back from an oblique. Justin Upton is expected to join the Angels tomorrow. So, you know, it's been a while since we talked about Justin Upton. And obviously, a lot of people have stashed him. So, good news there for those owners. Yoan Moncada dealing with a little bit of a back injury. You never like to see that uh, with a back. But as we've seen, Christian Yelich, uh, DJ Martinez, a couple days off. Sometimes these come, guys come back and they're fine. 
Nico Goodrum left yesterday's game. He fouled the ball off his knee. He's got a right knee contusion. He is day-to-day for the uh, Tigers, who really don't have much offensively. Giancarlo Stanton went two for four with a single and a home run Tuesday with high A Tampa. So he is getting close to a return. And then right behind him, you could see Aaron Judge at the beginning uh, of the next homestand for the Yankees. So he is making good progress as well. Uh, Not as good for Hunter Strickland. And this is the risk when you pick up these players that are coming off injury. You know, a lot of people would pick it up Hunter Strickland. And I recommended it. I didn't do it. I put in bids. But I did write about him as a stash because Seattle's had no one to close. But he's putting his throwing program on hold. So that's always the risk with these guys. They can always aggravate an injury and rehab out. I I think it was worth it. You could have gotten Strickland for cheap. Now you got to make that decision on what to do since he did have this setback. And uh, maybe there'll be more information. And the Braves put Kevin Gossman on the injury list with plantar fasciitis. We called A.J. Minner. Yeah, I don't think Gossman's hard. He just stinks. All right, when we return, Sean Chow, FullTimeFantasy.com. He'll join me talk baseball with him here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ron is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check out fulltimefantasy.com. Become a member today. Get access to some of the top minds in fantasy sports. Ask your questions on the message boards and forums. We got fantasy football content rolling out. In-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. And, of course, continue to give you great fantasy baseball coverage as well. And joining me, it is Sean Childs from FullTimeFantasy.com. Sean, what is going on? I'm just working on the Philadelphia Eagles, grinding my way through football, you know, trying to maintain the baseball teams and uh, hopefully uh, turn that into a good season. 
You're on a good pace, though, man. You're already done with the AFC. Uh, two teams down in the NFC East, so uh, good pace for you, man. You'll you'll be done with all this probably by the end of the month, right? Well, that's the goal. I'm actually trailing by about two teams, so I gotta you know dig in the next uh, two weeks to get back on pace, and then you know I'm sure Scott will be looking for the uh, projections as quick as possible. But I can't really do them until I do all the teams. So. It gives you a good outlook of, uh, you know, what every team looks like. And then you just kind of, you know, once you put it in the puzzle, then you get a feel for what they should go, you know, as far as drafting. And then you can kind of compare it to what everybody else is doing on the, you know, the draft field. Well, we're going to talk mostly baseball, but uh, you just finished up uh, the Dallas Cowboys. What stood out about them to you? Maybe something surprising as you were doing their projections? What 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 did you take away? I mean, they, I mean, they have talent on their defense and, you know, they want to run the ball and, you know, Elliot's just, uh, you know, last year he didn't score the touchdowns and, you know, Dak, um, you know, got a, you know, a big receiver kind of mid season to kind of help them. So I think overall the, the offense should be a little bit better. Elliot's going to be, you know, obviously a top three back, expect big things. Uh, I don't like that Prescott steals some of his touchdowns, but I mean, you got to figure he's close to a touchdown a game and he's going to get maybe 2,300 yards. You like the rise in catches. Uh, I mean, I like I like Elliott. I think Dak could be a sneaky back end quarterback, you know, as a QB two that's playable. And uh, you know, Cooper's kind of you know I don't like him as a wide receiver one, but I don't mind him as a you know a second receiver if I start you know with two receivers kind of early. So you know, interesting team. Uh, I like the structure, and you know they're obviously going to be a top contender in their division. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, as a Cowboys fan, but you know I still worry about Jason Garrett as the head coach of that team, but. We'll see what Kellen Moore can do offensively. Maybe some more creativity there. Talking to Sean Childs, FullTimeFantasy.com. Obviously, big weekend in Fab. Uh, really, for one player coming up in the NFBC, Jordan Alvarez, who has homered in his first two games. Uh, do you have any money left to get him, and what do you think he's going to go for? I think that people that have a lot of money are going to spend over $400 for him. That's what I think. Um, I think people have been the last couple of weeks knowing he's the, the prize at the end of the tunnel, and he's probably going to get called up and probably play a lot. You know, I know Tucker is doing pretty well at um, in the minus two, but, you know, just felt like um, Alvarez, you know, is better positioned to at least, you know, play DH and do some other things there and not where Tucker, you know, they would like to get him in the outfield. So, you know, he's he had a great, um, you know, triple-A season, and he's going to cost a lot of money. Would you spend it if you had it? Is he worth it? Like, say you have five hundred dollars left. Would you spend four twenty, four thirty? Is that enough money to leave you the rest of the way with a little more than half the season left? I would look at it this way: if if I felt as though that I had a good pitching staff with good closers and the structure was right offensively uh, on, on the pitching side, and offensively I was short one bat, I would push hard. Um, I also am, you know, probably pretty aware of managing the money down the stretch like I know what I can get away with and I, even if I spent and I had $90 left for the rest of the season I will never never run out of money before the end of the year so you know people have to you know put that into perspective when you're you know picking up players I mean realistically you know for baseball I mean what are you gonna have we've got like 11 wave wire periods so we've got 15 left you know you got to leave you know three or four moves a week you know rest of the way 60 bucks so you know 90, 100, you know, give yourself a chance, you know, you know, because, you know, you can get a lot, you can hit on a lot of guys for a dollar, you know, and sometimes you just need to add, you know, these, you know, complimentary starters and stuff to just get us some wins and strikeouts down the stretch. So, 
you got to be careful and understand where you're at. And, uh, you know, if your team's kind of like, you know, in no man's land and you think you need to push, why, why, why not shove all in? Are you in position in any of your teams where you have enough where you can at least think you're going to be in the mix to potentially get them? Um, I think all my teams, when you look at all my teams in, um, uh, in the NFBC, there's two high-dollar leagues that I helped a, a guy in a $10,000 in a $15,000 team. Um, they're both uh, in third and fourth position pretty good offensively. Um, probably think it, would think that I could get 60 to 65 already. So I'd, one of them I probably only have like 280, and the money's there's one person with a lot of money, but 280 is actually probably like fifth highest. But it, you know, a lot of people spent money in that league. The other league, I don't think I could make a push at them, and I can fit in all my main events. I'm in, you know, second, second, and fourth, and I have good offensive players, and I don't, I don't think I need them. Um, I, I mean, I'm sitting, like I said, I was sitting on Tucker and Bichette on my teams, and uh, you know, clogging the roster spots. Unfortunately, I grabbed the wrong Houston guy, but you know, I'm going to wait it out and see what happens. So I, I don't envision me. Um, making a push for it, and I'll put some token bids in, you know, and, you know, I I don't expect him to ever land him, but, you know, I can't ignore if he slipped through the cracks. But, uh, you know, overall, I, you know, I, I did a pretty good job on, you know, the structure of the offense and most of the teams. Yeah, and I've always said that even if you think, oh, I have no shot, all these teams have more money than me, you never know. Just put in the bid. you likelihood is you're not going to get them especially if they're teams with five six seven hundred dollars but you just never know maybe they go too low maybe they miscalculate so always put in the bid just in case and uh maybe everyone's forgets they're away you just never know so many things could happen the likelihood is you won't get them but always put in the bid just in case chris archer another bad start yesterday seven runs in six innings five home runs a five seven three era on the season you know he started the season well went on the injured list it's just been really bad for him do you see it getting better or is this the guy where you go you know what everyone is kind of just looking at his name right now and they're not really looking at the numbers yeah i mean i watched that game and he had that bad and then gave up the four home runs i thought he handled it pretty well he battled back the next three innings and strikeouts over there didn't give a tough of a ton of hits and then he just gave up the, you know, the hammer and the uh, sixth inning. He gave up the three home run of the can. So he just, uh, if he would have got out of inning, that inning, it wouldn't have been that bad of a start. I thought the last two starts he threw more strikes. Obviously he threw two good of strikes in the in the um, second inning. I believe he gave up the four home runs. But uh, you know he's, you know he's got to get, you know, more away from the middle of the plate and, and throw more quality. Uh, you know, pitches, you know, to get more swing and misses. But, I mean, he, he's still a guy that could rebound. I mean, it's just uh, I got him in a couple spots. I'm uh, obviously unhappy with, you know, where he's at. Um, if he didn't have double starts this week, he might not have been in the lineup. But he, he has doubles this week, and you kind of have to show when you have those kind of guys on your roster. Talking to Sean Childs. You can find him at fulltimefantasy.com. I picked up Mitch Keller in a couple leagues over the weekend. Uh, one, he's in my lineup just because I have issues of pitching. The other one, I, I'm keeping him on the bench to see how he performs today. And obviously his first start on Memorial Day, they give up six or runs, uh, but settled down after the rough start. Uh, will Mitch Keller have some value if he can stick in the rotation? Is he someone that, if he's still out there, teams should pick up now? Yeah, he was... He was a, uh, you know, you knew you knew he was going to get called up this week, and he was a guy that was, you know, was on the list this week. And then the highest stage market, he went, might not have been the top player, uh, probably if he did a little bit favorable matchup. But 
you know, he was a guy that commanded, you know, 20 to $30. The guys are trying to think ahead and try to, you know, stick somebody in the lineup, you know, in the 15 team leagues and not sure, if, you know, where his value falls right now in, in a 12 teamer, probably more of a, just a double start guy until he established himself. But, uh, you know, I, I had him in bids. Um, I didn't, I, you know, wasn't aggressive for him, but I, I, I could have used him uh, for sure. I mean, he struck out 13 guys the other day. Uh, he throws more strikes. He's going to have upside. So it's just a matter of, you know, get that learning curve in the majors. And, you know, it could, you know, it could come after a couple of starts uh, for Pittsburgh. So, I mean, got to like his arm and just, you know, you just kind of have to hang tough with him. Just uh, a few weeks ago, people that drafted Patrick Corbin were feeling really ecstatic. He was pitching probably better than a lot of pitchers taken before him. But now, all of a sudden, after seven earned runs in five innings yesterday, his ERA is sitting over at 4.11. Is it a slump here over the last few starts, or is there anything you see that gives you a little bit of concern with Corbin moving forward? Yeah, he was he was in a void column for me because I didn't like I didn't I guess I didn't believe and you know early in the year I I, I thought I you know, made a mistake and you know his strikeouts were there and he looked pretty good but his fade over the last couple starts you know you know kind of points where he you know could be a serviceable arm but he's not going to probably be the impact arm that people had had hoped you know Washington's kind of struggled to win games their bullpen isn't good and you know just maybe the, you know the pressure of all that it just it, it hasn't gelled for him. But he's he's a good enough arm. When he, you know when he's on, he's going to get his strikeouts and he's going to get some quality starts. And but you know he's not going to have probably any ERA under three, which people were probably hoping. But you know, but I, I can imagine he pushes it back to like three and a half or so. Andrew Benatendi, I think, is disappointing. Most of the owners that took him as early as they did, he does have the seven steals, but just seven home runs, twenty eight RBIs, a two sixty three average. It was was he overvalued because there's not elite power here. His career high is 20 home runs. Uh, we know he contributes across the board, or is it just a slow start? What have you seen from Benintendi uh, in terms of where you think he'll be going forward? Like in season-long leagues with trades, would you buy low? Because it seems like a lot of people are down on him right now. Yeah, him and Betts have kind of been disappointing. I mean, as a you know, I live in Boston, and we're just waiting for them to kind of click offensively, and they just. They they can't get it going. I know that Benintendi hit the, you know kind of an opposite field home run. You thought that was a a good thing, uh, you know, the other day. But uh, you know he's it, it really. I mean, we look at stats, and I know I got pegged in the uh, labor for taking Odor and somebody you know May first and saying I told you he was a bum. But the way I look at it is that you know these guys that you know they shot off slow. You know what's their target number at the end of the year? You know Benintendi's. You know if he's got seven home runs, seven steals, or something like that. You know, we got two more weeks. He has one more good week, and hits three home runs, and he's ten and ten at halfway. I mean, and he has a better second half. He could easily have, you know, twenty five, twenty five. So, you know, it's just it's frustrating to live, you know, the state where they're at right now. But you know, there's a long season, and teams will play better at different points of the year. And some of the guys that are off the fast starts are going to give it back. So, um, just uh, you know, hang tough with them. I would be buying low if I if I was the thing because I would think him and Betts would definitely be play better in the second half of the year. Uh, the Red Sox need, you know, a big pop at the top of the lineup because they're just kind of struggling to get it going offensively, and their pitching is letting them down, especially in back of games recently. I think we all know what happens with Freddie Peralta, and I even said it last week. He had a great start, and I go, all right, I'll probably pick him up this weekend, and his next start he'll get hammered. So I did pick him up in two leagues, did not start him, but of course – he had a bad outing, four innings, six earned runs. He kind of teases us. It's like he has one great outing where he's dominant, can't be hit, and then he sucks. 
is he a guy that you just know that this is going to happen and you can't peg which starts so you just stay away? Or is there some intrigue there because of the upside that he shows? Yeah, I uh, I pushed him in, you know, one league for sure last week in the NFBC. I overbid, like, in the 60s. I, I was like, you know, when you look at Milwaukee pitchers, it's like he's, he's a guy last year that, you know, struck out a lot of guys and he walked too many. This year his walks are down. He gave up you know, a few too many hits, but if he can string some starts together, he's a, he's a quality arm and, you know, Milwaukee should be able to score runs and they have obviously a good closer. So I, I just looked at it and I was like, Shasin isn't great. Anderson isn't really whatever. He should eventually get that role and keep it for an extended period of time. So I, uh, I, I agree that you should have picked him up and, and I did pitch him this week just because of this, you know, I had to put him in for 15 team leagues, but I'm okay with, uh, you know, taking a beat and getting the seven strikeouts. But I, I would, I would have to think that he's, a, he's going to be a pretty good arm going forward. It just Milwaukee has to give him some chances to be more consistent. He can't just start him one game and then put him to the bullpen, bounce him back and forth. So, um, Definitely a, a, a player you want to hold in a 15-team league, I think, and a 12-teamer will be a little tougher unless you have some, you know, some empty roster spots you know, to, to carry that type of player. Jason Vargas was a two-start guy this week, but I just couldn't get myself to put a bid on him, but he had another decent outing at Yankee Stadium. He's faced the Dodgers recently at Dodger Stadium, and his last eight starts is a 2.20 ERA. We can't even say that about elite pitchers with the way pitching has gone. I just haven't been able to find a way to trust Vargas. Is there any way you can? I I, I looked at it and this week and he had double starts. Uh, I just couldn't do it, you know. I just uh, but you know lefties have nine lives and a couple of years ago you won a ton of games. So it's one of those things that if you got a spot and you pitch it for double starts and he survives and doesn't kill you, you keep him for a start or two and just. You just kind of, you know, ride him till he, uh, you know, kind of, you know, shows he's going to go the other direction. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he got picked up in a lot of leagues, you know, because of his good game last week, complete game. And, uh, you know, he, he, and he did all right in his uh, game against the, what looked like a tough matchup. So just uh, it's, it's surprising because you just, uh, you know, you don't have to throw the ball 95, 100 miles an hour to get batters out if you're, you know, if you got good rhythm and good timing and, and you're hitting your spots. Talking to Sean Childs, full-time fantasy.com. Matt Barnes blew a save the other day. Ryan Pergier hasn't been good. Uh, is Who's the guy to own in this Red Sox bullpen? I thought it was Barnes. I think he's been good most of the year, but then he blew that game the other day. Uh, who, who's the guy to own right now for the Red Sox in the bullpen? I guess it's down to Workman or Hembry. The way it's going, those guys have pitched the best, but Hembry probably doesn't. But Workman at least is uh, – I think he's pitched like, you know – a bunch of innings and giving up, you know, 20 hits less than innings. So, you know, maybe walking through too many guys. But, you know, Barn, I, watching Red Sox, I, I swear sometimes they just want to throw too many curveballs and just not attack with a fastball. But it just, uh, they create their own damage sometimes. But uh, uh, Barn should be uh, quality, but he's been slumping the last week and, you know, he's just going to get pushed out. But, you know, Boston needs structure in their bullpen and they're just not doing it. They keep shit shifting guys around and nobody knows what their role is and, and nobody's really kind of getting it done in the ninth inning. We've seen Framber Valdez come up already for one start pitch well. Uh, obviously, we you want a part of the Houston pitching staff. I mean, look at Wade Miley. Uh, is Valdez going to stick around enough to, to keep him on a roster? It's it's one of those things. I, I got to believe Houston makes a trade to get a pitcher, but, um, you know, he just uh, 
where I looked at him too this week, and it just looked like ah, you know, you, you gotta gotta take a shot on it because you pitch him for Houston. If he does okay, even if he gives up three runs and six innings, he's gonna win a lot of games. So um, I I looked at him. I didn't end up getting him, but uh, you know, I I was intrigued, but I didn't like that. Uh, you know, his past resume, like you know, his walks were a little too high for me. So, uh, but like I said, I could see Houston getting another arm to you know solidify the back end of the bullpen to make a push, you know, towards the World Series. Yeah, you got to think they have to make a trade that they're definitely going for the World Series this year. All right, Sean, let people know what you will have coming up on FullTimeFantasy.com over the next few days. Yeah, well, just finishing up. Uh, I guess we're about uh, about two thirds to the Eagles. Uh, we'll have a, you know a couple more teams done this week, and uh, just keep pushing our way through the NFL. Uh, rosters and then look for the uh projections and you know early july and then you know we'll go we'll kind of you know come up with some draft plans after that and try to figure out how to win some money in football yeah it is going to be here before you know it everyone's like oh it's doing but it flies by and uh it'll be heavy peak season for drafts soon all right sean thanks a lot good luck this weekend in fact all right we'll talk to you soon Again, that is Sean Childs. Find all his work and projections at FullTimeFantasy.com. When we return, we'll wrap it up looking at some action from the afternoon and a pitcher scratched from tonight's game. Who is it? Let you know next. It is Full-Time Fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suit you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Again, check us out, fulltimefantasy.com. It's if you like to win championships because we have winners here. 
We got you all set for fantasy football. Sean Childs continuing to go through his in-depth team outlooks up to the NFC East. Giants and Cowboys just posted. Eagles will be posted shortly. And, of course, we still have you covered for fantasy baseball. We're not going to go away. You got the bullpen, closer, depth chart updates from Sean Childs. Uh, I always have my two-star pitchers, stock watch, weekend recaps. And if you have any specific questions, trades, keeper league trades. Maybe you're dumping. Maybe you need to keep up with the teams up top. You need to make a trade. Whatever it is, we'll give you the advice. So check us out, fulltimefantasy.com. And just, you know, people really irk me with the trades sometimes. So in my home league, it's a keeper league. And we keep five players, up to five. And we got minor league guys that you can stash. So obviously, some teams are in the midst of rebuilding. I'm in first place and have a good lead and have a really good team. So one of the teams that's dumping made an absolutely ridiculous trade. And I've always said this. If you're in a league that's a keeper league, you're going to get these bad dumping trades. And the team that's chasing me is giving up like Vladimir Guerrero and two draft picks and acquiring fab money and four really good players. Look, it happens. I think the trade sucks, but what are you going to do? That's part of it. So the same owner comes to me and offers me Carlos Santana for Matt Boyd, okay? That's it. Uh, and he puts in the comments, Carlos Santana is $18. Well, he's 22 for next year. How is Carlos Santana appealing at 22 bucks? It is an OBP league where he gets a jump, but Matt Boyd, if I wanted to keep him next year, I don't even know if I will because we only keep five. I have Yelich, Trout, Story. Matt Boyd's five bucks. If Matt Boyd continues to pitch like he has this year, he's an absolute steal at five bucks. Even if it's not for me, it's for someone else. Why am I going to acquire? Like, how does this trade help me? Like, you just had someone rob you, and now you're, all you're going to offer me is Carlos Santana? And look at the standings, man. Like, I'm way above in home runs, OBP. Like, the one category that I really need, or two, Steals and saves is where I can move. It's like you don't even look at my team. So I just wrote back, like, how does this help my team? Like, don't insult me. It, the worst part is, you know what I do. Like, this is something I do full time. You think you're going to try and sucker me into a stupid trade? Like, it's just really insulting. And you want to avoid that because that person is not going to want to deal with you. And I had to, like, bite my tongue not to be too insulting. But you insulted me with that trade offer. Like, why would I do that? Did you even look at my team? Do you realize how hard it is to have good pitching? I mean, Matt Boyd has been money on a bad team. Why am I giving him up for Carlos Santana? And again, yes, Santana's really good in OVP. He's got 13 homers, 41 RBI. Good numbers, but look at my team. How does that help me when I'm way up in home runs and RBIs and runs? You know, you got to look at other people's team and see what they need. Now, if you offer me a closer or a speed guy, it makes sense. I could see where you're coming from. But by just saying Santana's 18 bucks and he's not, he's 22, you didn't add the four bucks. And it's not like Santana's not even a top tier keeper at 22 bucks in this format. It's not like you go, oh, wow, I'm getting Santana for 22 next year. Yeah, sign me up. No, I don't. Boyd is a way better keeper at five bucks next year, where the state of pitching is just brutal right now. So. Don't insult your fellow league owners because it's just so it, – it, it sucks because then you're going to – they're not going to want to trade with you. So 
uh, keep that in mind. Just don't insult the intelligence, unless the guy's really dumb. And maybe, you know, there are some dumb, dumb people in the league, and you know who they are. But you know what I do, and you know I'm on top of this, and you see me compete for a title every single year. You think you're going to slide something past me like that? It's just very insulting with the comments, too. And that's where people get to. They try to explain to you how the trade's great for you. Like, if you're trying to explain it, uh, you're probably trying to be a salesman here, and you're trying to be slick, and it's not working. I mentioned a starting pitcher got scratched today. Don't worry. It's not anyone good, but it does matter for DFS. Uh, Edwin Jackson will not pitch for the Blue Jays. I haven't seen word why. Uh, maybe it's they realize, you know what, we can't keep running him out there because he stinks. Because like I said, they asked the other day, why is Edwin Jackson out there? He's like, we don't have any better options. So uh, that's something maybe that played a part into it. Uh, but Derek Law is going to start for the Blue Jays today, and he's probably not going to go long anyway. Uh, he's made 14 appearances at a bullpen this year, 5-8 ERA, 1-5-8 whip. So, yeah, this does look like a day where some Orioles bats uh, could be pretty good for you. So uh, take that into account if you're playing DFS. We did have some afternoon baseball. Well, one game has gone final. The A's beat the Rays 6-2 to two this afternoon. Uh, A's now one game above 500. Uh, for the A's, uh, Brett Anderson had a, a solid start. He was not involved in the decision, though. Six and a third, seven hits, two runs, a walk, four Ks. He has a 3.89 ERA. It was Liam Hendricks getting the win. Uh, Blake trying to pitch tonight. Didn't get the save, but at least he had a scoreless inning because he has been struggling a little bit lately, giving up some runs. But a scoreless inning struck out, too. He's got a 3.41 ERA. We knew he wouldn't be as dominant as last year, but, you know, he had that elbow scare. Uh, but has avoided the injured list so far. Uh, Matt Olson, another home run, is 11th of the year. Two for five with two runs in RBIs, only hitting 234, but we didn't expect the big average for him. But you have got to be thrilled if you're an Olson owner. When he broke that hammy bone, we have seen in the past those players that come back from these injuries with the hammy bone, they tend to not hit for power. Olson has been doing it. So, real pleasant supplies, uh, especially. Hopefully, you hold on. I remember. Someone in the in my great fantasy baseball invitational league did drop him in April, uh, and I thought about picking him up, but I had injuries at the time. It's like how many players can I stash? I had Judge, Clavenger, I think Hicks was hurt at the time. Probably had someone else. So it's like okay, I I would love to have him and stash him, but I got a lot of injuries, and obviously whoever picked him up, I don't even remember the price. That's working out really well. Ramon Laureano, this is the guy that. We haven't talked about much. Like before the year, you know, we kind of looked at him and said, all right, this is a guy that can go 15, 15, maybe 20, 20. Got off to a slow start, but, you know, his defense is tremendous, and that keeps him in the lineup. Uh, don't look now, but he's well on that pace. Uh, two for four with a run in five RBIs today as uh, he had a grand slam in the eighth inning. That's his ninth home run of the season. So he's got nine homers, 28 RBIs, and he stole two bases. He has eight stolen bases now. So just like that, nine home runs and eight stolen bases for Loriano. 260 average. Not great in OBP at 307 OBP, but certainly someone that uh, was actually available over the weekend in the 12-team league, and I put in a bid and lost him and uh, would have liked to get him. Uh, team is doing pretty well on offense, but uh, it's a daily league, and I would have liked to plug in his bat whenever he's in there. Yanni Chirinos, another good start, but an old decision. He went six innings, seven hits, two hard runs, a walk, and seven Ks. A lot, one home run, 101 pitches, 69 for strikes. 
He's got a 2.88 ERA, so he's been really, really good this year. Fortunate to have him in a couple of leagues. Uh, another good start for him today. Yandy Diaz had three hits for the Rays, three for five with an RBI. Tommy Pham, three hits, three for five. Austin Meadows fouled the ball off his knee yesterday. We were wondering if he'd be in the lineup today. He was. He went 0 for 4 with a walk and two strikeouts. Uh, 326 average on the season, 404 OBP. One of the better players. And Avisail Garcia, who I do have in a couple leagues as well, 2 for 5 with an RBI. He's hitting 301 for the Rays this season. So uh, A's get the win this afternoon, 6 to 2. Uh, we got the Reds taking on the Indians. This game is 7-1 in the bottom of the eighth. As we mentioned before, Joey Votto left this game with some back stiffness. Uh, Nick Senzel with a uh, home run for the Reds, his fifth of the season. Votto hit his sixth before leaving. Kirk Casale is third. And Eugenio Suarez is 15th. Suarez has been in a major slump. I don't own him anywhere, but I was just looking at his numbers. He has really struggled lately, but you know I think he'll be fine. Uh, Derek Dietrich with a hit and a run. Yasso Puig, one for four with a run. And uh, Iglesias with two RBIs. He's had a nice season. You know, there's, uh, as I said, a lot of depth at the middle infield position. But, you know, Iglesias hitting 297 and has done a nice job playing shortstop. Anthony DiSclefani, he's in line to get the win. Five and two-thirds, four hits a run, two walks, two Ks. It's been a very up-and-down season for him where I think you kind of have to play the matchups, but this is a matchup that you would have liked in Cleveland against that offense. Certainly one where you could have used him today. Zach Plesak, uh is off to was off to a good start this year. A little bit of a struggle today. Really, the home runs is really what hurt him. Five and a third, five hits, four runs, two walks, six Ks. He allowed three home runs, but he's got a 2.92 ERA, and especially with Carlos Carrasco on the injured list, even with Cleverger coming back on Monday, Plesak should stick in the rotation and still do like him. Uh, f for now, uh, Francisco Lindor, one for four. He's hitting 302. He's had a really good season. He was turning into a, a good value for those that were able to get him at a discount. Jose Ramirez, 0 for three. Now hitting 198 with a 291 OBP. Fortunately for his owners, at least he's stealing bases. But, man, this has just been brutal. I mean, there are people who took Jose Ramirez third overall. And people looking to deal him, trade for him. It's just been – I don't know what is up, man. He's just not hit, making as – uh, authoritative contact lately. It's crazy, but uh, I've been fortunate to avoid him. You know, I said it. There was a draft where I was picking three, and I really didn't like that pick because I thought a lot of the players that you get at three, you could maybe get at seven or eight. Uh, but I ultimately went Christian Yelich, thank goodness. I actually was not even really considering Ramirez. The three guys I was looking at were Yelich, Ronald Acuna, and J.D. Martinez, and ultimately went Yelich, and uh, thank goodness. Uh, the Cubs are in Coors Field uh, in the bottom of the second inning. Five nothing Cubs. Uh, Kyle Schwarber just hits a three run homer. Man, he is on fire right now, man. Uh, Schwarber's a guy that I liked a lot last year. He disappointed. And I backed away this year just because, you know, he's going to sit against some left handers. So in a weekly league, it's kind of tough. It's in daily league, fine. But, you know, the average is not great. He's hitting 235, but right now he's on fire. Uh, another home run today. Obviously, it was costly in DFS, but he's got 14 homers, 31 RBIs. Again, it's, it's nothing great. He doesn't run 235 average, so 14 and 31 is in this environment. It's nothing. It's not great. So more of a DFS guy. Uh, stayed away from him in seasonal leagues this year. Jason Hayward with two RBIs. Uh, Cole Hamels is on the mound. He ran into some trouble in the first inning, but he was able to escape. 
Uh, he's pitched one in the third inning, two hits, no runs, a walk, and two Ks. He's got a 3-1-90 ERA on the season, obviously coming off that great start against the Cardinals where he went eight scoreless. And, you know, with mo- I, you know, I have Cole Hamels in several leagues because I like the price, you know, a veteran that was cheap that obviously when he went over to the Cubs last year, pitched way better. You know, his numbers were bad in Texas, uh, and you can understand why. But uh, so in my 15-team leagues, I had him active. I knew it was a risk pitching at cores, but, you know, in the 15-team team leagues, you just don't have great options. I mean, I used Kevin Gossman with a two-star week, and now he's on the injury list. And I guess fortunately for me, it is only one. But uh, Hamels, I did bench him in a 12-team league, but all my 15-team leagues, he is active. So I'm hoping he could survive cores today. Let's take a look at some of the lineups for the rest of the day. Coming up just a little bit, 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern, Texas is in Boston. It'll be Lance Lynn against Rick Porcello. For the Rangers, Sinchu Chu leads off at DH. Delano DeShields is in center field batting second. Elvis Andrews at shortstop hitting third. Nomar Mazzara in right field hitting cleanup. Hunter Pitts in left field hitting fifth. He had an inside-the-park home run yesterday. Estrubal Cabrera at third base hitting sixth. Rugnetto Dorr at second base hitting seventh. Ronald Guzman at first base hitting eighth. And Jeff Mathis at catcher batting ninth. For the Red Sox, Mookie Betts leads it off in right field. Andrew Benintendi in left field hitting second. J.D. Martinez at DH hitting third. Rafael Devers at third base hitting cleanup. Xander Bogarts at shortstop hitting fifth. Brock Holt at second base hitting sixth. Christian Vasquez at catcher hitting seventh. Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field hitting eighth. And Michael Chavis been pushed down to the ninth spot in the order. He's at first base batting ninth. Diamondbacks in Philadelphia. Merrill Kelly against Ak- Eflin. For the Diamondbacks, Cattell Marte leads it off at center field. Vargas at second base, batting second. David Peralta is in left field, hitting third. Adam Jones in right field, hitting cleanup. Eduardo Escobar at third base, hitting fifth. Christian Walker at first base, hitting sixth. Nick Ahmed at shortstop, hitting seventh. Carson Kelly, the catcher, hitting eighth. Merrill Kelly on the mound, batting ninth. For the Phillies, Cesar Hernandez leads it off at second base. Gene Segura at shortstop, hitting second. Jay Bruce in left field batting third. Bryce Harper gets his first day off of the season. Reese Hoskins at first base hitting cleanup. JT Romito at catcher hitting fifth. Scott Kingery in center field hitting sixth. Nick Williams in right field hitting seventh. Mikel Franco at third base hitting eighth. And Zach Eflin on the mound batting ninth. The Blue Jays in Baltimore. It'll be Derek Law in a bullpen game against David Hess. For the Blue Jays, Kayvon Biggio leads it off at second base. Vladimir Guerrero at third base hitting second. Lourdes Goriel Jr. in left field hitting third. Randall Grichuk in right field hitting cleanup. Justin Smoke at first base hitting fifth. Teoscar Hernandez in center field hitting sixth. Rowdy Telez the DH hitting seventh. Freddie Galvis at shortstop hitting eighth. And Luke Molly behind the plate batting ninth. Cardinals in Miami. Miles Michaelis against Yamamoto getting the call up from double A. For the Cardinals, Matt Carpenter leads it off at third base. Paul DeYoung at shortstop hitting second. Paul Goldschmidt at first base. Marcelo Zunas in left field hitting cleanup. Yadier Molina, the catcher, fifth. Colt Wong at second base hitting sixth. Dexter Fowler in right field hitting seventh. Harrison Bader in center hitting eighth. And Michaelis on the mound batting ninth. For the Marlins, Curtis Granderson in left. Garrett Cooper at first base. Brian Anderson's in right field hitting third. Starlin Castro's at second base. Harold Ramirez in center field. Martin Prado at third base. Miguel Rojas at short. Brian Holiday, the catcher, and Yamamoto on the mound batting ninth. Pirates in Atlanta, Mitch Keller against Mike Soroka for the Braves. Ronald Acuna is in center field. Dansby Swanson at shortstop. Freddie Freeman at first base. Josh Donaldson at third base hitting cleanup. Nick Markakis in right field batting fifth. Austin Riley in left field hitting sixth. Ozzie Albies at second base hitting seventh. Tyler Flowers is the catcher hitting eighth. And Mike Soroka on the mound batting ninth. 
Seattle's in Minnesota. Tommy Malone against Jose Barrios. Max Kepler leads it off in right field. Jorge Polanco's at shortstop hitting second. Nelson Cruz is the DH hitting third. Eddie Rosario in left field hitting cleanup. Mitch Garver is the catcher hitting fifth. Marwin Gonzalez is at second base hitting sixth. CTJ Crone at first base hitting seventh. Miguel Sano is at third base hitting eighth. Byron Buxton in center field batting ninth. By the way, Trevor Bay got a save for the Twins last night, but Taylor Rogers unavailable with a back injury. Uh, May has walked too many guys this year, but you never know. They can mix and match there. Uh, they didn't go to Blake Parker yesterday. Trevor May got the save. Milwaukee's in Houston. It'll be Brandon Woodruff against Justin Verlander, one of the most, most consistent pitchers this year. Tigers are in Kansas City. Daniel Norris against Duffy. Jones in center field. Stewart in left. Castellanos in right. Cabrera, the DH. Dixon at first. Hicks, the catcher. Rodriguez at second. Beckham at short. Lugo at third. And for the Royals, Merrifield at second, Gordon in left, Mondesi at short, Jorge Soler, the DH, Gutierrez at third, Ryan O'Horn at first, Maldonado is the catcher, Gore in right field, and Billy Hamilton's in center field, batting ninth. Don't forget to check out playffwc.com. Hop in the draft now. We got an online championship draft tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. The grand prize, $50,000. So hop in there today and get your crack at it. That wraps it up here. We'll be back 2 p.m. Thursday here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.